Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Brave and the Kobolds podcast, a real play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast made by kobolds about kobolds for kobolds. Who wants to tell me where we left off? Yeah. Who? Yeah, nose goes, not it. You it's can't my nose. See, but my, I do have a finger on my nose. Yeah, Thomas, how about you do it? Sure. Uh, I don't quite remember that. Well, then no, why'd, uh, you volunteer? why'd you volunteer? I didn't volunteer. You all yes, volunteered you me. You got okay, volunteered. I think I got it. Uh, so it, it left off with right before we fought the Elder Brain, right? Uh, that was where episode 18 left off, yes. No, we fought it. What, was well, that not last episode, or was that the episode before? No, that, last that was... Episode, last episode. Le- left off means the end of it, Thomas. Okay, shut up. I'll do it. No, Thomas was a hero. No, it's too late. So, when you say we fought the Elder Brain, we and fought are kind of generous terms but yeah this is true so uh you made that guy a smooth brain he fucked off you guys went deeper still into the underdark and you found yourselves at the doorsteps of menzo baronzan so you explored around the city for a while before you found a zoo which (gasps) at the time i had not given a name but i have now decided to call the baraznia memorial stoning zoo So, like, you've heard of petting zoos? Well, uh, this is a stoning zoo where little dark elf children go and pelt animals with rocks. Yeah. They're dark elves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're hanging around the zoo, walking around, looking at all the funny animals, except not really. You just went to one particular exhibit. And uh, that exhibit is what appears to be a young bronze dragon. So what do? Hello. I'm going to look at the dragon. You're going to look at the dragon? Yes. Achieved. I'm going to get. I want to wave at the dragon and get its attention. Uh, okay. All right. So the, the dragon... Maybe I better describe this a little bit more. So like the dragon's like lying down on its stomach, like kind of sprawled out, like... He tired... Um, Tired, but I believe we also established that he was sort of, um, you suspected that he was sedated. Yeah, Mm. I do remember that. So, I don't know, I guess a good analog would be like, uh, when you have your wisdom teeth removed and you're on all the Novocaine and all the pain meds and stuff, like you, like, you're awake, but, like, any higher brain function is just completely absent. You're running on, like, you, your retard lizard brain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, except, like, this dragon's not even operating at that. Like, you like you kind of, yeah. like, hey, you who? He's at the retard lizard brain level of what was already a lizard brain. Yeah, sure. So you, you holler, and, like, the, the dragon, like, it kind of, like, tilts its head slightly and looks up at you. And I should also clarify that this is like a 20-foot deep pit which the dragon yeah. is in. Because, okay. y- you know, you-, you have to make it... It's a dragon. You know. you go, oh, look, he looked at me. Take my picture. What's a picture? Make one up. Draw it. 
Tech yell... doesn't draw it. Okay, fine. Uh, when it looks up, I want to go like... <laughs> do something! Okay. So the dragon speaks, as I believe dragons are capable of doing, and I'll just presumably in a uh, I'll just uh, surreptitiously check the uh, the monster manual. Oh, I can speak common too. Never mind. What was I even worried about? Um, but yeah, it but will. Does it want to speak common? No, it doesn't, because it wants to speak Draconic instead, which, fortunately, you understand. Yes. And it uh, it speaks in a very slow, droning, slurring kind of speech pattern. Mm-hmm. And it asks you if you've come to throw rocks at it, and if you wouldn't just get it over with already. Uh, I'm, I'm appalled... Gonna... At the spot. Speak up and say, "Of course not, uh, oh uh, mighty, uh, mighty one." Uh, Intraconic, of course. Uh... Okay. Uh, the, yeah, dra- we speak draconic, don't we? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing this for your benefit. I threw in some uh, speak draconic. Then continue with that. Then, uh, uh, do you have a name? Um, the dragon thinks carefully as the dungeon master tries to remember the name he came up for the dragon. Uh, God, my brain's like Swiss cheese these days. Like the dragons? Fucking basically. Like, this dragon's just a DMPC, really. Um, Thermax. Ah. That is it's what... a great, uh, great uh, honor to meet you, Theramex. All right. Well, the the dragon doesn't really say anymore. He's just uh, sedated. Hmm. Tacklack, I want one. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the dragon asks, if you have not come to throw rocks, then what business do you have here? Like. I guess he's kind of asking, like, what's the point? Like, have you come to gloat? You know, like, that such a magnificent creature would be enslaved by the craven and cowardly dark elves? Well, uh, I believe we were drawn here by your power. Uh, and uh, now that we're here and we see the situation you're in, we'd certainly do, like to do our best to free you from these disgusting knife ears. Okay. Um saying that uh the dragon's going to do about as big a thing as he can possibly manage at disadvantage. And you know what? He he thinks reasonably well given the circumstances. And so he continues to slur his speech and talk slowly. And he tells you that you would not be the first to attempt to free him. 
and that three kobolds greater than you once tried, and even they had failed. I turn to Kern and Noru and go like, oh, shit, I think that was us. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be, we're right here. Noru, not time. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Anyway. Well, uh, Theramex, we shall meet again. Uh, very soon, I think. Away, uh, lads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, is it chained up? Uh, no. Well, not, not chained up. He's not restrained in any ways. Um, let me describe things a bit more. So he's in a circular pit, 20 feet deep and probably 30 feet in diameter. And... There's like a metal mesh dome over the top of the pit. So it's enclosed. And, you know, judging by the metal mesh, it looks like it's something a dragon could easily tear through, but not when it's so heavily sedated. And like the mesh is like the links of the mesh are big enough that like children could like throw rocks through it. So like it's technically enclosed, but like. Did you guys ever hear about that one story where, like, some kids were, like, throwing rocks at a tiger at the zoo, and the tiger, like, jumped over the wall of the enclosure, followed them down, and or followed, tracked them down, and mauled them? I haven't yeah, heard that, but I think that. that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Well, yeah, it fucking had, but, like, the tiger jumped, like, 15 feet over the wall. Yeah. Like, it it's fucking a tiger. Crazy. Yeah, but, like, like that that's this kind of thing. Like, the dragon could easily get out of the pit were it not heavily sedated. Mm. So interesting. And sadly, I don't think we can really do anything about its sedation immediately. Like it probably has to be sedated regularly, so we could probably interrupt its next sedation. But like, like if it was chained up, I could probably use Mage Hand to like unchain it because I can pick locks with Mage Hand. Not well, you know. I can't unsedate it with mage hands. <laughs> now it's funny you, you should mention its mind. Can you what? Can you just you use mage mage mind. hand and give it a big old smack. <laughs> it's bullying. It's in keeping with the spirit of the Beresnia Memorial Stoning Zoo. Um so funny you should mention some of what you did because I assume you're still in the vicinity of the uh, dragon enclosure, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So you I think we've backed away from where he can see us, so we can. Okay. Plot. So, so as as you're standing around talking, um, one of the zoo's employees walks up to yes. you, and he's yes. he's wearing. He's wearing, like, leather armor, like, thick, tough leather. He, mm-hmm. He's got a whip at his side and a shield on one hand. And um, he tells you to take a break, go throw rocks at something else. It's time to feed the dragon. Oh, well, w- would you mind if... Uh, we? I think we'd very much like to see the dragon get fed, though. 
Um, the the dark elf doesn't uh, get paid enough to question that. He he's more interested in you guys not throwing rocks at any of the dark elves as they're feeding the dragon. So fair. yeah, I guess that's fair. So yeah, like as long as you're not gonna throw rocks, he doesn't really care. So okay. Yeah, he, he kind of shrugs and moves on. So, so we're gonna throw rocks at the dark elves, right? <laughs> gonna get kicked out of the Whoops. zoo. That was a firebolt, not a rock. <laughs> Oops, that was color spray. God, you know, a firebolt against a dark elf like is has a decent chance to kill for me at this point, right? Uh your firebolt is two D ten, right? Yeah. And um, these are probably yeah. also like so, like it's essentially just like a shooting a, a zoo worker. Essentially, yeah, like shooting your average zoo wow. worker. Yeah, like these guys, I imagine, are not elite. No. Uh, funny you should mention that. Except the dragon wow. workers. They're elite zoo guards. That's for certain. I've seen some shit. What? Compared to some of the dark elves we've already killed. Yeah. I mean like look, you guys you guys don't want to know about the Quagoth riots of fifteen eighty three, like No, I don't. Uh yeah, those guys can be nasty. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. Um well, yeah. what else would you expect? So anyways, you know the, the dark that's, elf that's zoo worker. Yeah. The the zoo worker goes on his way and a couple minutes later a quartet of dark elves emerge through like a heavy steel looking door that leads like directly into the pit where the dragon is held. And uh, the four of them, well, not the four of them, two of them hold the doors open because they're, they're two doors that swing outwards and the other two are pushing a cart. So while the two continue to hold the doors open, uh, the other two, one of them sort of like approaches the dragon. He's wearing like these heavy gauntlets on his hands and he sort of like lifts up the dragon's mouth like kind of like an alligator, I guess, like, uh-huh. uh, you know, like holds it up and the other guy has what looks to be. Some kind of like uh, industrially slaughtered underdark vermin, and they're they're just feeding it. And there's also like a mixture of like various kinds of mushrooms too. They're they're just shoveling it down this dragon's throat. Mm. And Thermax can do little to resist. You know, he's he's so sedated it doesn't he he can't really do much. And so this goes on for about 10 minutes. There, there was like a cart, like, think like one of those carts you see just like stereotypically in films, you know, at like a restaurant, like they push the cart around. It's got like the, the tray and the, the bell shaped sort of um, uh, polished yeah. silver platter and, you know, something like that. But it's like loaded with these carcasses of small animals and mushrooms. Yeah. It has that dark owl flair. Yeah, and and the the wheels are decorated with spiders. Um, of course, like like spider rims. <laughs> uh, 
God, oh, all that's... the nobles with their spider rim carts. That's fucking stupid. So, like, they, they empty, like, this whole cart into the dragon's mouth, and... And, you, you know, like, you notice they're sort of, like, cavalier at this feeding process. Like, they don't take it super seriously. Like, the one guy holds the dragon's mouth open, the other guy just, like, throws the things down its throat. Like... Mm. And then, you know, they, they empty the cart, and then... The one guy sets down the dragon's upper jaw, uh, takes off his gauntlets and heads back in. The dark elf pushes the cart back in as the other two are still holding the doors open. And then they go in and the doors slam shut behind them. Uh, And the whole process took about, say, 15 minutes. Okay. Interesting. So, I would bet that those uh, mushrooms were the uh, sedation-y things. The sedative. Yes. Tack like isn't that good at big words. <laughs> Give him the sedative. <laughs> have you guys ever seen Young Frankenstein? I have, but it was a long time ago. Not all the way through, I don't think. It's a great I film. Not. A great film. Huh? Uh, that, anyways, that completely unrelated. I just thought of that. All right. So now what? Well, that's on uh, you guys. <laughs> Wasn't asking you. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> I'll stay out of it. Then. Fine. I'll shut up. Well, uh, next time it gets fed, we'll have to intervene something. in some way. I should also describe one thing more. Something just occurred to me. Um, all the dark elves who work at the zoo, they're wearing like sort of like a safari outfit. Uh-huh. Like, like think like uh, Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter, like that guy, like yeah. that kind of like khaki, khaki shirt, khaki shorts, like with all the pockets and like pith helmets. Yep. Like they all kind of wear that sort of thing. And... Um, I mean, obviously, they have, like, a, a badge in the shape of a spider. Naturally. Like, uh, like where, like, their their breast pocket would be, but, like... I'm still ma- trying to imagine this still as, like, weird, leathery elven armor. I mean, like... Sort of khaki shorts the, and... Um, okay, well, the one guy was wearing armor, but the other guys are wearing, like, the, the safari gear, so okay. to speak. But essentially what I'm trying to float out here is that there is a definite uniform. Yes. Three kobolds in a suit. I mean, like, even independent of us being kobolds, like, we would have to put in some work to sneak in. Yeah. It's a shame, because if I was two levels higher, I'd get invisibility. Oh. I mean, the dragon might go a little hungry, but uh, we could just stop it from getting fed. Yeah. Instead of trying to pose as dark elves. So, uh, 
should we then? Like, I'd like to find where the the pre- the preparation room is, like wherever that room is that leads into the dragons. Then, I think that's the next step. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we like sneak into the enclosure uh, and set up an ambush for. I don't think we should do it in the enclosure. Well. In the room before, I mean, maybe. Well, Not that, where it's obvious. I mean, I, I was thinking under the assumption that it's like there is a door that leads from outside directly into the enclosure. I don't know if there's like a intermediary room between that. Mm, probably. All right. I'm going to walk around to the side of the enclosure that had the door. And yeah. look to see if there's a building or something. Let's or investigate. a big staircase. Okay. Down. So, looking around, like, most of the zoo is pretty flat, save for the uh, the, the chain-link domes over different enclosures. Mm. Like, the on- there, there are only, like, a couple buildings. There's, like, the, the ticket booth sort of building. There is... Might have to make a quick retcon here because I think I said that there was like a spider house, but then I also established this as a stoning zoo and stoning spiders is a no-go for dark elves. So Maybe there's also a spider house. Yeah, there's also a spider house, but not for stoning. Yeah, no, no stones allowed in the spider house. Yeah, and then there's another building. So like three, three buildings that are like above ground. Like, everything else are essentially, like, enclosures that are in ground. I think we're going to nonchalantly meander over to the third big building. Yeah. All right. So, this is where, if I'd really, like, thought things through and this wasn't sort of, like, a spur of the moment, hey, that would be a cool idea kind of thing. I would have read up on, like, actual zoo lingo. Or, <laughs> can't believe I said that, but, like, I don't know. I, I guess this would be the administration building, or, yes, like... Uh, any zookeepers listening can uh, fill us in on the, quote, yeah, actual send zoo email lingo. to the brave and the kobold at unknown email address. I think I actually set up an email address for this. I don't fucking remember okay. what it is. Send an email to whatever email address we happen to mention three episodes from now. So, you head to this building. And... Uh, I mean, like, it, it's like a building made out of stone bricks, you know. Mm, it's No big windows. I mean, they're little windows. Like, but it, mm. not, not like a big, like, glass edifice or anything like that you, you're thinking about creeping i'm thinking about creeping but like it's a lot easier to creep on big windows where you can nonchalantly meander by rather than little windows that we're gonna have to cobalt stack to look into <laughs> fair well i mean there, there's some windows at cobalt height why deep gnomes <laughs> oh, okay like yeah. Then I'm going to look in the windows as yeah. we go by. You know, now that I think about it, like, D&D is a fucking nightmare for things like that. Because, like, 
in the real world, like you have to make sure things are like handicap accessible. Yeah. And like that that poses issues, but like when you have like races with such a huge disparity in height, like that you're fucked cuz like Yeah. You'd also have to make like two sets of staircases at different scales. Yeah. OSHA violations galore. Except the Dark Elves, probably. I'm going to save that idea of fantasy OSHA for later. I think there's some merit (laughs) in that. A whole RPG where you just fantasy OSHA-like investigators. You gotta go around. Yeah, it's an evil campaign. I can't wait for fantasy OSHA to find out about this uh, zoo. And then just use magic to just plane shift the zoo. Because they're like, yeah, like, yeah, like, this is just full of violations. You can't have this anymore. Just plane (laughs) shit the whole thing. Go to fucking hell. (laughs) Uh, We realize you were already kind of in hell, but we've decided to move you into real hell. Instead of upper north hell, you are going to literal layer 534 hell. Oh, boy. So I heard you like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. Now, I think there's some serious mileage in fantasy OSHA. But anyways, so th- there are some conveniently kobold-sized windows, although they weren't made for kobolds, they were made for Zverf Neblin. But makes little difference to you. I shall look through them. All right. Well, this particular window... I mean, I, I guess there's, a, like, a series of windows, and maybe I should have worded this better. It's not like there's, like, a special, like, short people window and a regular person window. It's like the windows are, the windows reach low enough that you can see through them. Okay. Is okay. probably, it, it's not like, it's not like the stairs and the handicap ramp. You know, two separate things. It's just like the windows are low enough that you can look through them without having to climb on each other's shoulders. Okay. So there's a, there's a series of a couple windows. And by a couple, I mean enough windows to accurately describe as many distinct rooms as I can think of. This first window... Um, it gives you a view of a sort of um, secretarial area, I suppose. Mm. Like, you know how, like, when you're going into hospital, there's, like, that sort of, like, enclosure with all the secretaries? Yeah. Yeah. It's some Something like that. Like, the, the Dark Elves aren't completely heartless. They gave the secretaries a window. But that doesn't, of course, prevent them from also whipping the secretaries mercilessly. Of course. So, as is their right as dark elves. Right. Precisely. So, moving on down, uh, you see what looks to be an office. Okay. And it's a very dark elfy office. A lot um, of spiders. A lot of spiders. Spider clock. Spider what? Clock. Um no, because 
They don't need a clock. They got the pulsating dildo. Yeah. I, I think I it actually like, has a name. It's like the obelisk of Lolth or something like that. But The pulsating dildo of Lolth. You're going to get kicked out of the city for that. I didn't say that aloud. <laughs> you, you, you thought it. But that, that, that's like some serious heresy right there. Or blasphemy or whatever. That. Better not let any dark elves catch you saying that. But yes, there, there is like the giant sundial obelisk thing that is well in view of this office. But I mean, there are spiders. Like there, there's a desk and like, I, I don't know, like things that like a zoo administrator would have. On a, a desk. spider mug. A spider lamp. Um, not a spider lamp. I mean, like dark elves have like little innate spell casting, so they, they don't really give a fuck. But, um, I mean, like yeah, like spider mug, like spider leg desk, um, a pet spider. I don't know, just like. Papers. Imagine at least nine standard zoo office me- things in spider memorabilia. There you go. Essentially, Next yes. Question. Um, the third room. Uh, it appears to be a sort of um, a veterinarian's examination room. Mm. Like it, it's got like. Uh, a table um like like a like a big sort of wide metal table that juts out of the wall and i'm trying to describe things that are unique to a veterinarian's examination room that differs from an ordinary room and i'm coming up blank um like one of those scales they use for cats I mean, sure. I I can't picture what those look like in my mind, but yeah, I guess there's uh, one of those. Probably like a variety of like torture tools. You know? I mean, yeah, there's probably like some surgical equipment there. Um, basically, the uh, the information I'm failing to convey here is that this is like you know, like if the animals get like too injured by being pelted with rocks all day, the they will like viciously treat the injuries without anesthetic and then toss them back in the pit. So, maybe torture chamber is more apt. And then, the last room that has a window appears to be... Well, first of all, like, the window reveals that this room is much larger than the other rooms, even though the window only reveals a small portion of it. Um, It's kind of like a warehouse, but it's got wooden crates and cages containing all kinds of animals basically you get the idea that they've got like a back stock of animals that need to be stoned to death in the zoo what was that uh cars wow okay yeah people doing like 90 outside your house holy shit probably is it people on that road are bastards? That they are. That they are. So, yeah, like th- there's like a pretty sizable backlog of animals in need of a good stoning. Well, that's good. Um, okay. 
So, thinking back to the dragon's pit, there was no obvious thing near it that like led down to that door that we saw in the pit, right? Not from what you can glean from these first four rooms. Okay. And I say first four rooms, but the only four rooms you've seen, nothing seems to obviously lead down that way. Okay. I figure there's got to be some sort of tunnel system that leads around to all of them. Now, Taklak did come up with an interesting plan that I'm not sure is going to work. That's the best plan. I'm listening. Um, we've been thinking, like, you know, hey. Uh, and, and I think Taklak's going to mainly be saying this in Draconic if he's conveying any of this information because he's going to be speaking about yeah. treachery. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've been talking about, like, oh, yeah, ambushing the Dark Elves killing the dark elves which are all good options but what if we don't have to do that what if we can get hired here now have you seen any non-dark elf employees here yeah that thought did cross my mind but i wasn't sure how we'd actually do it all right all for this plan i'm digging this idea <laughs> Okay, so originally how I had envisioned this going was that you guys were going to like pull off a heist and remove the sedative agent from the dragon's food and they would just feed it as normal. The dragon's like, oh, I feel better. But. And then, you know, he can just break out. Yes. And he he would essentially do all the work on his own. I like this angle a lot more. Me too. It's still hopefully going to have the same end. Right. Also, maybe we make some shekels in the meantime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yes. As Those dark elf shekels. shekels. Freeing a dragon is worth its weight in precious shekels. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, the dragon's weight? <laughs> uh, maybe. Damn. That's a lot of shekels. That's a lot of shekels. You've never seen how heavy my shekels are, Thomas. Got some big shekels. I, I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> Gonna whip my shuckles out, <laughs> slap them right on your forehead. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, besides tech like shuckles, so um, I guess we're gonna. Is there's got to be a door to this building, right? Uh, there is a door to the right of the first window you looked through. Um, follow me, boys, and the tech like's gonna confidently stroll through the door all right so i i guess i'll stroll through confidently too because if he's doing it confidently it would not end well if i try to stealth it (laughs) i don't like being left out if if one of us is gonna like look purposeful we all have to like yeah it's just oh, business. Wait. What if we instead do like a... Actually, no, okay. Never mind. Taklax no, no, no. like turn around to talk to Kern and then realize, oh, right, we've already started and then turn back. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to suggest what if we're actually like a dragon pit inspection team. But that almost, that almost didn't work the last time. So anyways. All right. So yeah, you, you walk into this... Uh... 
the foyer of the administration building of the Berasnia Memorial Stoning Zoo. Yes. And... I, I guess the first thing you're greeted with is a sort of uh, waiting room type deal. Uh. Um... Like, the, there's, like, the, the secretary enclosure that I mentioned. Like, they've got, like, desks, and it's sort of, like, walled off, and there's, like, big panes of glass between them and yeah. you. And, like, beyond beyond that is, like, a hallway that leads deeper into the bowels of this building. Um, off, to, off to the side, you know, like, to... To the side of the the door, but before the secretary enclosure, there's like a, a sort of waiting area with like a table, like a like a coffee table, and you know a bunch of like decorative chairs, or not decorative chairs, chairs with decorative pillows, you know, spider embroidered pillows, and of course, I, like j- just assume spider, really. Okay. Um, I always have been. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, so there's, these secretaries are, like, at desks facing towards the waiting room, right? They're... Yes. Okay. Taclack shall walk up to whichever one looks the least depressing. Uh, funny you should mention that. Um, well... I mean, they're secretaries, so they are universally... Sad and bitter. Um, yes. Furthermore, there's only one secretary actually. Oh no. Currently, and um, she's sort of like a frumpy, middle-aged, dark elf woman. Um, okay. I, I'm trying to pull on my knowledge of all, like secretaries from fiction that I know of, and. Like, all I'm drawing on right now is Roz for Monsters, Inc., and that's not the direction I want to take things. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because I can't do that voice. Uh, That's fair. Um, Shit. Okay, yeah, frumpy, dark, elf, lady, receptionist. Kind of kind of chubby because you know like she sits at a desk all day not much time for exercise um she strikes you as one of the type to instead of having like a traditional office chair she'd have like uh, one of those fucking yoga balls because like it's a core workout but it's just like one of those meme fitness things where like it does have like marginal benefits but no real overall effect on your health if you don't also have a good diet and regular exercise anyways yeah um I don't know. We're going in deep with this character. <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere. Okay. So I'm going to walk up to... Uh, what's her face? I'm going to look at the... Does she have a name tag? <laughs> oh, you better you know, like fucking believe she tag? does. Uh, give me one hot second to populate that name tag. <laughs> Taclack's going to be that weirdo who calls them by their name. I mean... Just who dance. goes up and says, why hello? Takes a half second... Staring at name. Okay. Meredith. Uh, uh, that's not a bad one, actually. Uh, Muriel. 
I'm trying to think really hard. If I can't think of a good dark elf name, we'll just go with Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis. I can't think of anything. My brain's Swiss cheese. Um, can Tacklack like how tall is the uh the like desk that's between us? Oh, that's a good point. Um I mean again, this sort of relates to fantasy OSHA. Like there's like there's a step stool. Th- there's not a step stool. I mean like the the desk is like at a level that's like too tall for you to look at, but there's sort of like a split level and like the window like the window it's like uniform across the top of the desk and then like drops down to like this sort of like split level that's like low enough for like if like a Swerf Nebulon came in and like they had to like sign a paper, it's at convenient height for them. So Okay. So Taclack's gonna confidently walk forward, put his elbow on the table and say, Why hello, uh uh fuck, what's your name? <laughs> Phyllis. Uh we uh, we uh, three kobolds here were hoping uh, that your zoo might be hiring at the moment. Uh, Phyllis is. Ooh, again, I'm trying to drown my knowledge of like secretary stereotypes. Like, I don't know. She's like typed away on like a fantasy word processor or something. I don't fucking know. Um. She is uh, signing documents or She's got expertise with a calligraphy set. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. She's um, signing documents and she sort of like looks up and gives you like a side-eyed glance. And um, Uh, she, she, uh, she tells you, uh, you know, one moment. Of course. And she starts, uh, she's got like one of those like rolly office chairs and, you know, she, she slides away from the desk, moves over to a filing cabinet. She starts shuffling through files, you know, through the different, uh, file folders, Shuffling through documents, she slams one door shut, she opens another drawer and just keeps going at it. And you almost feel like she's prolonging this to avoid interaction with you. Yes, as many people do. (laughs) I mean, not just because you're kobolds, but, you know, like... Like, you you get the feeling that her prospects in life don't uh, go much higher than... Uh, secretary. Mm. Um. So eventually, she uh, she wheels back over and she informs you that there there happened to be a couple openings in the Mykonid exhibit. Yeah. Well. Uh... I suppose that uh, that would work. So anything to help uh, better the cause of stoning animals to get that. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, myconids technically aren't animals, but... By the D&D monster manual, they are. 
No, they're uh, plants. They're plants. Oh, right. That's it. They're plants. I mean, Which? They're, they're like fungus people. As long as they can feel pain, that's all the dark elves care. Yeah. Uh, really? It's yeah. technically just as incorrect as calling them animals. But... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, there are a couple openings in the Mike and it exhibit if you want to do that. Are there any other openings available around, or is it... Uh, she she just gives you like a, a a quick and punctual no. Okay. Then we'll uh, happily take the positions. All right. Well, uh, she produces three forms and tells uh, you to fill them sure. out to the best of your ability. Do we need our birth certificates? I nine. Uh, <laughs> did did you bring your Menzo Barons in issue social security card? That's a yes I'm or no question. The, I'm going to take the forms and sit down with them. Yeah, she, no. she hands you uh, three quills and directs you to sit over sit over by the coffee in the, table. In the cobalt seating? Um, it's, a, it's a children's table? Yeah, it's like a like a plastic like Duplo table. Or something. Of spiders. Nice. Yeah, I mean spiders still, but... Okay. Um, now the real question is, can Noru and I write? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Can Noru fill out a form. I, I don't want that to be the the part of our plan that goes wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't want that to be the. We get arrested because we prove we're just like too incompetent to be allowed out among the citizens. You guys filled out the tax form incorrectly, so you go to Dark Elf Jail for tax fraud. <laughs> dark Elf IRS bullshit. Um, oh, you just anyway. know. So yeah, uh, I'm going to take the forms. I'm going to put one in front of Kern, and one in front of Nora, and one in front of me. Um, and we're going to fill them out. Hopefully. Okay, so I I guess um, you you have a copy of these forms, so we. <laughs> uh, honestly, I I didn't plan for you guys to try and get a job. This is all yeah. kind of off the cuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I guess the form consists of like, uh, name, date of birth, place of residence. Oh no. Um, former work experience, like oh no, <laughs> references. Oh wait, we got references. We got fucking Bjorn. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't know, just like the usual fucking jab bullshit, I guess. Yeah, and and like a big waiver for like you know if you get eaten, it's not their fault. Yeah, like you know the usual work safety stuff. Like we're not to blame. Like you know, no one tells fantasy OSHA. Um, um, yeah, like if somebody pokes around and asks you about work conditions, you are obligated to toss them in the pit. Okay. Uh, we can do that. Yeah, think like, um, I mean, I, I guess like, like any job application. Facebook. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What'd you say? 
like working for Facebook. Uh, yeah, fucking probably. Asking around, you throw them in the Zuck pit. Um, <laughs> throw them in the Zuck pit so Zuckerberg can steal their personal data. Okay. Um, please, Zuckerberg, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Zuckerberg, if you're listening, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Sponsor come, us, you cunt. Come on the podcast, defend yourself. Please don't steal my data. <laughs> if you're listening, you already know you have my data. Fuck off. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out the things uh, for place of residence. I'm gonna put our cave, um, just our for, cave. Yes, for work experience, I'm gonna put the uh, the happy hornet in that town. Honeyview. <laughs> Honeyview. Well, no, if you don't remember what it's called, you you don't specify. Kern I asked All right. Well, hold hold on. I want I want each of you to give me the rundown on what you answer on the different on your own separate forms. I was gonna say uh, Norbert's kind of like looking at Taklax and just copying what he writes, and so he writes <laughs> Taklax down. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just two Taklax submissions. Kern, what do you write down? Ah. Uh, Something so less I, bullshit. So I probably wrote down. Actually, I probably wrote down the Happy Hornet for our place of residence because that is the closest thing that qualifies. Uh, and also put that for prior work experience. And okay. Kern is doing the big think about whether or not he wants to put down his real name. Okay. Because on the one hand telling the Dark Elves his real name. On the other hand, how much of a difference does it make? Uh, I just thought of a complication, but I don't think Taklak would have thought of that. Um, I'm, I'm curious to think of what your complication is, but before you say... I don't want to tell you, because that's going to happen. Well, uh, okay. Uh, Kern, I just want to inform you that the penalty for Dark Elf perjury is uh, 15 years. It's a long time for a Cobalt. Better... Well... Not really. Cobalts can live a long time. I'll put it yeah, this way. It's a long time for a seven-year-old. True. But <laughs> not, I'm really curious about that complication. Uh, do they remember us? Uh, they who? The entire city of Menzo Baranzan? If they, If there was, you know, a complication before with three Cobalts named Taklak, Kern, and Noru long ago oh oh you're you're thinking about something entirely okay i thought you meant like do like do like they know us as the yeah the people who start the slave riot yeah i thought you were gonna say like does the boss of the dark elf priestess like know we're in the city and blah 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 and no because they don't know our names yeah i was was gonna say like how could they possibly know (laughs) that like um let me put it this way to answer your question. Um, fuck, what did, what did I have the dragon say? Did you say, like, back again so soon or something like that? Mm-hmm. No, I think he said yeah. <clears throat> three others tried to free me, so he didn't, like, okay. recognize us. Okay, because I, I think in my head I was almost going to have him say back again so soon, but I was also going to imply that, like, all the sedatives have made it more than a little loopy. Mm. 
the the implication being that for him it's only seems like not that long but it's probably been a lot longer than yeah um so i guess to assuage your fears like dungeon master's honor here like we're talking like a similar time frame as to when the kobolds did their shit in um god i'm forgetting my own town names was it, was it Stillwater? Fuck me, I have to play. Uh, Oswinston? Oswinston, Oswinston, yes. Stillwater is an adjacent community that you have yet to visit. Um, similar time frame as with Oswinston, like, like decades ago. Okay. So, yeah. it is... Oh, but Dark Elves live a long time. Um, okay. This the the event the dragon was referring to is likely within the living memory of some people who work at the zoo, but at the same time, they probably don't know just how long kobolds can live, which is to say, they would assume those kobolds are dead, and I mean they're kind of right, but I'd also maybe just assume like. Are the higher-ups really going to be told, oh yeah, we hired these three kobolds? I mean, yeah. Like, basically... Basically, I don't think they would be told except in a passing comment. And then I don't think any but the most paranoid of Dark Elf would even possibly suspect a connection. Good thing this zoo's run by the most paranoid of Dark Elves. Yeah. (laughs) Did, Did you know that there's a stat block called Dark Elf Inquisitor? (laughs) uh yeah the the stat block has a description that says like you know dark elves thrive on treachery but sometimes treachery is too much because it undermines society and it's like you guys but um so as to the original point of all this uh you basically fill in your personal information to the best of your understanding right yeah so like for Names, like, you fill out your names, nor you fill out Taklak's name, because you're copying his thing. You, I assume you give, like, an approximate date of birth, because, you know... Six years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> for place of residence, like, Taklak and write, like, Our Cave, Kern writes, The Happy Hornet. Yeah. And for work experience, I assume you all put The Happy Hornet. Yes. And for references, you all put Bjorn down, I assume. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's the one thing I do write differently. I write Bjorn the Bear. <laughs> uh, uh, do we want to also put down George as like an escort service? Uh you could do that. Yeah. I'm not going. Okay. All right. Yeah. For, forget about George. George doesn't matter. I don't want George to be brought into this. Fair we, enough. We we've done enough to. <laughs> impede george you know i'd kind of intended to for george to like stick around throughout the entire campaign but you guys put the kibosh on that real quick it's because we care i i guess so yeah Um, because we already delayed his marriage enough (laughs) yeah but like you've interrupted the hero's journey in which george incorporates 
his Jungian shadow into himself to grow as a person. And ah, uh, George. George was going to live out the monomyth. Anyways, always next time. Always next time. Yes. So you fill out these forms, you hand them back to uh, Phyllis. And she kind of gives them like a cursory look through and um, uh, like she, she kind of like sneers a little bit. It's like cobalt, but uh, what are you going to do? And uh, she tells you to head down the hallway, go into the third room on the right and pick up your uniforms because you're working right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both going to get name tags time. that say tech like. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold the phone. Finally, someone else to take the blame. <laughs> hold the phone there, Naru. Uh, you, you don't get name tags until your five-year anniversary. Like, that that's your reward oh. for working here five years. You get a name, officially. So excited. Um, Otherwise, you're just the mic and the shit scrapers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll you know, I'll probably give you name tags. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, so we get our, our zoo it's, uniforms. It's like tag like Amir and we both turn our heads. <laughs> yeah. Nora just completely forgets his previous name. Well, in the zoo, I'm tag like. Outside of the zoo, I'm Nora. I'm astounded by Nora's dedication to uh, to this bit. He didn't realize it was a bit. Yeah. Okay, so he still doesn't realize this bit. Yeah, so you you follow the Dark Elf's instructions, the Secretary's instructions, then you go into this room, and it's got a. Well, actually, let me determine this randomly. Oop! Drop that deck. Dark Elves are dead. The zoo is dead. Okay, so that's a 2 on a 1d4. That doesn't mean anything to you guys, but it does mean that the occupant of the room you have entered happens to be a fellow kobold. Oh, dang. So, this kobold sits behind a desk, and behind the kobold and the desk are, I guess cubbies like like you know how you're in a store and yeah like they, they've got like the clothes and it's like like the jeans and they're all like folded up in stacks and uh, they're in separate cubbies yeah. by like waist size and length yeah it, it's like that like a whole wall of cubbies for uniforms for wow, zoo workers And uh, the the kobold also has um, a, a set of tools on the desk, like a like a chisel and like a little hammer, and like these little tags, I guess, like wooden tags. Okay, I'm gonna wave vigorously at the kobold. Okay, so the the kobold kind of waves lazily back. And um, the kobold introduces himself as Gelpa. And uh, oh, hello, Gelta. Gelpa, with a P. Gelta, I said Gelta. 
Okay, it sounded like you're saying something else. Maybe that's just Discord. Maybe. Uh, anyhow, uh, the kobold informs you that he'll be uh, making up your name tags, and uh, you know while he's doing that, you can find whatever size uniform fits you, and then he'll tell you where to report after that. So he points. Alrighty. He points to you, Taklak, and he asks you for your name. Taklak. Taklak. Says, ah, yes, that's a good classic kobold name. And he starts chiseling on this tag with the, the hammer and the chisel. And, you know, he, he writes that out. Well, he writes what you assume to be Taklek, but it's written in whatever script Undercommon uses. Yeah. Which is in. Spider. Uh, spider runes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Undercommon might use Elven script. In that case, it's Elven script. It, it's whatever script isn't used by either Common or Draconic. Alrighty. Uh, and so he points to you, Nori, and he asks you for your name. Uh, uh, uh. Tackler. Okay. Tackler's going to look at him. Uh, confused. Yeah, Galpa. Gives you a look, it's like, oh, two Taklaks. And he uh, he starts chiseling your name tag. And then he points to you, Kern, and asks you for your name. My name is Kern. Okay. And he starts chiseling your name tag as well. In the meantime, we're looking for uniforms in our size. Right. Yeah. Why don't you all give me a little perception check? Just so you actually get those dice rolling. Yeah, Warm up. got him out. Oh, God damn it, tech lag. <laughs> Eight. Seven. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Damn, tech lag over here with the good rolls. <laughs> uh, look, at, look at the big eyes on tech lag. So, Naru, you... With your astute observation, um, you noticed to your dismay that uh, the uniforms that would be most fitting for you guys are the highest up on the rack, some six feet off the ground. Why would they Mage do hand. this? What was that, Daklik? Why would they do this? No, wh- I guess racism. <laughs> Why do you think? They're dark elves, man. It is funny to them. <laughs> uh, so you said you were going to use Mage Hand? Yeah, I'm going to get those down with Mage Hand. Okay, problem solved. Minor inconvenience, sidestepped. Eat shit. Fall yeah. off your horse. The securities, like the security cameras they have in here to watch What's all camera? the unfortunate cobalts are. The, the people viewing that will not be happy. The magic orb in the corner. The magic orb. I'll probably get laid off for that. (laughs) I mean, realistically, we just need the uniforms. We don't even need to work here. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, we're just keeping the uniforms. (gasps) Never taking it off. That's memorabilia. Uh, The real treasure was the uniforms we stole along the way. (laughs) 
Okay, so you get all fitted up in these uniforms, and it's, you know, the same stuff I described before. Like, you, it's got, like, a real Steve Irwin vibe. Yeah. You know, you've got, like, these little pith helmets to wear on your heads and everything. Yes. Um, nice. So, Galpa finishes your name tags, and he hands them over to each of you. And he tells you to head to the next room over to grab your armaments. Our what? Armaments. Uh, Alright, I'll head to the next room over. Alright. So you head to the next room over and there's a there's a dark elf sitting behind a desk. And th- this room is sort of like uh, an armory type of deal. Um... Basically, they're the three of you, and it's assumed you're going to be working together. Yes. Because, you know, kobolds, and it's against dark elf policy to split up groups of kobolds. It's an HR thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, They got sued once. Yeah. You'd be surprised how litigious dark elves are. You'd be surprised how... And how competent uh, cobalt lawyer teams are. That too. Uh, uh, pack tactics, man. Uh, <laughs> two lawyers cross-examining one witness. Crazy. Oh, God. Okay, so... Okay, that's another new uh, campaign idea. Holy fuck. Yeah, that, this Actually, is... That a... can happen in this one. That'll be later when Tech yeah. gets his law degree. This session is a fountain of ideas. This is fucking great. <laughs> Um, Can we just have like legally blonde, but it's a D and D campaign? Uh, legally blonde is stupid, but maybe legally. Cool. I don't know. That's just like the only law-related thing I could immediately think of. Um, yeah, I want to say like legally blonde was like the school musical one year. It was, I believe, probably so. uh, Criminal Minds, but I, it's Cobalts. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. Um, so anyways, basically like... Assuming we don't get sued. Well, we'll just call it something slightly different. Like, they can't sue us for taking the totally original idea of a crime show. Night vision court. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. We win. Except I think that okay. would take like a substantial bit more writing on my part. Yeah. But yeah. It, it might be and worth it as like a one shot or something. Maybe some weird analogies of what skills convert to what. Maybe I can like steal the plot from like an episode of Criminal Minds or something. So we're getting off topic. Really? <laughs> Believe it or not. So. Dark Elf behind the desk. This room's sort of like an armory. Uh, you, you've already got your safari gear. So the, the Dark Elf gives you like the standard issue equipment for a group of three. That's yeah. three shields, two whips, one hand crossbow, and a sheaf of crossbow bolts. Dang. Uh, I will accept my third hand crossbow. Okay, then. And uh, hopefully not draw attention to the fact that my other two hand crossbows are clearly Dark Elven. You bought them. 
if they question it, that will be my response. Um, yeah. Actually, we, I probably should have put like the employee locker room in before this, but just uh, okay. Well, too late for that. So yeah, like you, she, she, them. she gives you the equipment and uh, directs you to put your stuff in the employee locker room before reporting to, I guess, the room beyond the locker room. Because, like, the the locker room, it's a sort of intermediary room. So, you go into the locker room, and it's, uh... I mean, it's pretty dingy. It's a locker room. Uh currently empty because it's like the middle of the work day um i suppose you would endeavor to find three empty adjacent lockers yes yeah all right so what exactly are you going to store in the lockers um i'm gonna have to keep my staff i think um Otherwise, I'll leave my my fancier robe. Um, oh, I guess my shackles too. Actually, no, I'm keeping the shackles on me. <laughs> that might be useful. Um, so, I'll leave my robe and I'll leave like I don't have that much other stuff. Frankly, I've got two daggers. Uh, yeah, I mean it's mostly I'll leave for the like cursed dagger in there. Okay. It's mostly for, like, the other guys who are carrying, like, more hey, weapons good. than Fort Knox or something. Hey, it's me. <laughs> yeah. You and Kurt. Yeah, I'll leave my uh, two-hand crossbows in there. Yeah, just take the third one. Yeah. What are you leaving behind, Naru? I'm going to put uh, all my other weapons... But I'm going to keep the longsword just on my back. Okay. And then my armor, I'm going to take that off. Okay. Or, I'm assuming it's already off because I'm wearing a uniform. But... Yeah, like I'll, I'll assume you took off your armor to put on the uniform. Kind of glossed over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... Uh... Oh, uh... Yeah. What? I was just debating whether or not I should leave the shield in there. Because, like, my hands are going to be full. Well, I mean, it was a... Well, you just carry it with you. I mean, yeah. you, you can, like, wear the whip, like, at your side. True. And maybe the shield over my shoulder as well. Yeah. Because I need my hands free. Although I can also just throw the... matter. Okay. Then, out we go. All right. So you walk through a hallway and eventually it comes to a room that you recognize having looked in before. And Ah. the room was formerly empty. Well, not empty, but uh, devoid of people. But there, there is an inhabitant in it now, and it is a dark elf woman. Um, you know, like standard, like ashen gray skin, 
long white hair. Uh, she's got like the safari gear, and in addition to like the the standard issue like whip and shield, she also has a uh, like a rapier that she has by her side too. Hmm. And like she she's sitting behind a desk, so like I guess I'll put the onus on you. Like how how are you approaching this? Like the the door is open, she's sitting behind her desk, what do? Were we told to come in here? Yes. By the Oh okay. Uh uh reporting for duty for uh Michael Ed uh, employees. Okay. Uh, the dark elf looks up. And then she stands up. And then she sort of like walks around the desk over towards you. And she says, I was not aware that there were any new hires. When were you hired? Uh, just a moment ago. Uh, she raises an eyebrow, but she doesn't question it too much. Uh, yeah, well, she says that, uh, you said you were hired for Mike and a duty. Well, so be it. It's almost, uh, spider o'clock. So clear out any of the dead Mike and it's. Uh, where is the... How, how do we get into the Mycanid enclosure? No one's shown us yet. Uh, she kind of rolls her eyes. Um, she seems to be somewhat irritable in general. Yes, she is a dark one. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help anything at the best of times. But she she tells you to follow her. So. And so we do. Yeah, so you, you walk along. Um, further down the hallway, because her, her, the entrance to her office was like a door on the left-hand side of the hallway. Yeah. Further down, you pass a door that was presumably into the, uh, the veterinarian torture chamber. Mm-hmm. And then a large set of double doors that leads presumably into the warehouse segment of the administration building. And then... The uh, the hallway takes a turn to the right and leads uh, further away from those initial windows you look through. So, eventually, it comes to a staircase, like a, a sort of um, like a like a staircase leading down into an underground okay. tunnel, and it sort of curves and turns a bit, and. She tells you that like there, there's like one main tunnel that leads down, and there are a couple branches leading off to the left and right. Uh, you want the fourth branch on the right-hand side, and that will lead to the Myconid exhibit. All right. She tells Thank you. you uh, she tells you to just drag any corpses over to the veterinary office. Okie dokie. And I head down. All right. So uh, as we're walking along this tunnel, we, we see all the different branches going off in different directions. 
Yep. Is there any signage or anything? Showing where things are supposed to lead. Uh, there are. I, I, I mean, there's kind of signage, but it's all in. Oh, right. Like that, that under common script. Like OSHA doesn't extend far enough to be multilingual. Yeah. Okay. Then so be it. Uh, alrighty. Then I guess we're gonna. Uh, are there other people around the tunnel that we see? Uh, not presently, no. Um, alrighty. I think we quickly split up and check each uh, corridor and see where it leads. If anyone asks, we were looking for the mic and thing, and we got lost. Okay. Uh, see, this is precisely what I was hoping you weren't going to do, because this now means I have to populate the zoo. <laughs> so, Oops. excuse me while I crack open the monster manual. Oh god, this is going to be terrifying, isn't it? Uh, or you. Yeah. Because I'm betting there aren't any windows down here. You gotta open the door. Yes. Wonderful. Man, if only if I had keen mind and could potentially remember what if there was a sign in front of the dragon enclosure up top and what it said, so I could see if there were any other signs down here that had the same thing. Uh, do you want to make an absurdly high history check? Yes. All right. Let's go, Taklak. Oh, Taklak. I do have advantage. If you Tell want me, to burn is it on this. Is it possible for me to make this absurdly high history check with uh, my minus one to history? Uh, yes, it is technically possible. Yeah, I'm going to use my advantage. It's going to be <laughs> funny when I have to get back there. You fucking fool. You absolute Fuck. buffoon. Nine. I'm afraid a nine doesn't I rolled a seven at first, so it's still an improvement. Sorry, a six at first. Oh well. Nope, not gonna happen. Good thing Taklak has a solid minus two to animal handling. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, God, is animal handling actually going to be used here? Find uh, out next time. It's dude, or we can find out right now. Oh man. Or in a couple minutes when I finish populating. The, uh, you know, thingamajig. Yes. All right. I should be able to finish this up soon, I hope. Okay. So, okay. So, basically, I believe Beryllia, the Dark Elf Zoo Administrator, told you to take the Fourth, yes, the right. fourth one on the right. Yeah. But you're just going to explore willy-nilly? Yeah, like, for the moment. So you're going to split up like one at a time and do this? Yeah. Yeah. That when does splitting the party ever have consequences? Funny you should mention that. So who wants to take the first door on the left? 
I mean, yeah. well, before we start with that, we must remember kind of like how far the dragon exhibit was from the big building. You have a good idea. So, like, was it real close or was it real far? Um, you can assume, like, just looking at the spacing of the hallways, that it is either the third or the fourth. It, it is either one of the third or fourth. So, basically, okay. basically, if you pick at random from either the third or the fourth, left or right, you have a one in four chance. Cool. So we'll take three of those to start. I'll take four left. Um, so the one opposite. Oh, and we know the micronets are in four right. Yes. So we can do the other three. Okay, so you, you are basically guaranteed to find the... And the other two of us are guaranteed to end up something worse. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, I'm going to note now that I'm going to be incredibly careful opening the door and only open it up heap so I can see in and see if it looks like the enclosure that has the dragon. Okay. Yeah, well, Kern will... We'll, we'll establish who's going where first. Yes. So tag we'll go for left. Okay. Nar. Uh, first left. Uh, were you paying attention to the plan? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I'm going to point Noru towards the third one on the left. No. And say, be real careful. Kern, what do you want to do? Uh, so, uh... Uh, well, you, you get third one on the right. Yeah. There was only one option left, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's on the right, not the left. I'm taking it, then. So, Taclack, we'll start with you. So, yes. y you walk up, and... Um, you... So, first of all, I'm going to listen at the door. Okay. Well, first things first, like, you, you take a left down the tunnel. Yes. And you walk a good 20 feet. Um... So you're listening at the door? Yes. Well... With my plus one. That's perception. a shame because... First of all, it just occurred to me that maybe Dark Elves shouldn't be stoning this particular creature. But beyond that, I have no fucking clue what kind of sound it would make. Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean, like, they're stoning a dragon, so I... They, you can't do much worse than that. Uh, for them, they could. Well, well okay, no, it, it's not something that, like, they're picking on something bigger than them. It's more like, for theological reasons, maybe they shouldn't be yes. stoning this creature. Because I just read, like, the first sentence of its entry in the Monster Manual. It's like, this it's creature... kind of spidery? Not kind of spidery, but it's like a creature that is known to like shepherd and take care of spiders so like oh why i mean aside from being like evil dickheads why would they pick on something that's nice to spiders so that that doesn't really make Maybe sense this one wasn't uh, nice enough to spiders um yes but i found a suitable replacement so okay. that's good because i already knew what the other one was yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what, what you think it was, Smarty Pants? So it's the shepherd. It's the fucking spider shepherdy things that looks disgusting. Better, like, also very uh, Gollum-esque. Yeah. 
but like with a spidery face. Uh, okay, but what are they called, Smarty Pants? I don't remember. I don't have the monster manual open in front of me because I'm not a cheating metagamer fucker. Ettercaps. I'm kind of a cheating metagamer fucker. They're called Ettercaps. Uh, Ettercaps. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. And actually, uh, I also mainly know because they were in another D&D podcast. Anyway. Connor, I'm edit that to... out. I'm going to crack open the cold one that is this door. Okay. Just a wee bit. So, uh, you find that the door is very heavy. Oh. Like, like, um, like you'll, if you'll remember, I deliberately described how two of the Dark Elves were holding open the doors at all times when they were feeding the dragon. Yes. There's a reason for that. Yes. So if you uh, want if you want to push open the door even like a little bit, how about you give me a strength check? Okay. Let's go tech. Okay. That's uh that's a fourteen. Okay. That that is sufficient to nudge the door open a little bit. Um give me a little perception check to glimpse through the, the crack in the door. That's a fourteen. 14? Yeah. Alright. So, you perceive something, alright. Oh, boy. And, um... Sorry, I got distracted by a previous conversation I think we had about this very creature. Um... Yeah, utterly horrifying. Uh, anyways, you you glimpse um, about a half dozen creatures, and creature is probably the most charitable way to describe them. They oh, are no. what? I think I might know what they are. Oh, what do you think they are? Are they brainy boys? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. Th- these are like creature is a very charitable way to describe these absolutely wretched things. Um, their upper halves are like that of any dark elf, but their oh. bottom half is that of a spider. Oh, yeah. Yep, closing the door. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you, you don't even have to close the door. The door, like, yeah, it, it forces itself shut. Like, you let go of the door and it closes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, they, they didn't, they scarcely had time to take notice of that, and, like, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Kern, you want you want to crack open your yeah, cold door with the boys? Attempt to strength. Yeah, give me <sighs> give me a little strength attempt. Seven. Seven. Uh, struggle as you might, you find it very difficult to open this door, even the tiniest fraction of an inch. Okay. Uh. Kern is going to motion for Taklak to give him some help. Okay. Okay. At the, so I assume I you know, I was planning on walking down and looking and seeing what was going on with the others. Yeah. So presumably, like, at some point I'll be somewhere where I can see Kern. Meanwhile, or 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're telling us to switch to Naru? Yeah. You're telling... like, I figure this is all happening at the same time. You're telling me to switch to Naru? Okay. Yes. Alright, yeah, Naru, give me a little strength check. If okay. you want to push open the door. I do. That... It's going to be a 14. 14. Uh, similarly to Taklag, you do indeed push this door open a little bit, just just enough to glimpse through. Give me a little perception check. Okay. Ooh, not so good. <laughs> Four. Um, okay, so due to... And uh, this is going to get real technical... Like, due to the way you pushed the door open and you were trying to, like, look through the crack, um, essentially, the crack between the door and the other door approximates a thin slit and it diffracts the light, preventing you from getting a good look at what's inside. That's a pretty thin slit. Uh, nice. <laughs> better believe it, but basically you got dabbed down by physics. Happens. So, Teklak and Kern. Okay. I'll have meandered down to Kern, who's sadly flapping against the door. Yeah. He is flapping against... I'll join him in flopping. Right. Yeah, Kern is currently flopping against the door in a puddle of his own sadness. So... Let's attempt strength again. A ten? That's a four. Wait. I got eighteen. Oh. You got an 18. Yeah. So this time I was flapping, but that just made you look good in comparison and managed to do it. Okay. So Kern. See, Kern thought Taklak was helping, but he actually wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so Kern, give me a perception check. Uh, that's a 15. That'll do it. So... You get a pretty good look at these creatures, and um, obviously they're not dragons. Sad. But they're um, these sort of quadrupedal, sort of uh, greenish-gray tinted furry things. They're, uh, They're fairly large, larger than any of you guys. But they are most assuredly not a dragon. Okay, I will. Yeah, we we gotta let go of this yeah. right now. All right. All right, and then uh, I guess we'll meander over to Noru. Okay. Uh, I'll ask him what was in there. Light, <laughs> darkness, darkness. Nothing. All right. I'm, I'm gonna try to help him push it open. So, okay. Like by process of elimination, it should be, but like, yeah. just in case we're in count. So yeah, Naru, try and open the door again. That's gonna be a twenty-one. Yeah, you you open that door. Does any? Uh, well, I guess. Any of you who are nearby, you can look inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look try in. and look inside too. Do we see a uh, dragony 21. boy? Oh, are we all 
perceptioning it? You can if you want to. Yes. Oh, baby, that's an unnatural 20. I got a two. <laughs> uh, so, Nara, you, you're focusing too hard on pushing the door open, but Taklak and Kern, it is indeed the dragon's enclosure. Okay. All right. If he's, like, at, in any regard awake, I'm going to wave a bit and then we'll get close to the door. Okay. All right, so third on the left? Yes. Okay. Now what? I guess we're going to the mic. It's... Yeah. All right. So you head over to the mic enclosure. Uh, give me a strength check to open the door. Oh, no. Well, yeah, strange. We're all to... gonna be uh, on this one, though. Oh, oh I can do it. I got a yeah, that's probably for the best. I got an eighteen again. I got a oh, one. I beat all of you. Sorry. All right, so I've got a minus one. So now you open the door. Yeah. And then what? I guess we're gonna look inside and see if there's any dead Mykonids. <laughs> I open it, kind of like gentlemanly gesture for my friends to walk in ahead. Yeah, okay. You're in charge of keeping the door open for the moment. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> so there, there's about a dozen Myconids. And I mean, ju just by looking from here, you, you can't immediately tell how many of them are dead or just uh, wounded or Resting from a hard day of being stoned. Hmm. Hmm. Are Mykonids, do we know if, like, Mykonids are sentient-ish? Uh, they absolutely are. Oh, okay. They're also nice. Yeah. Well, maybe not the fuckers helping get them stoned. Well, yeah. Like the, if you have to meet like one race of things in the underdark, Mykonids. Okay, dude. What about they'll flumps? Actually, be nice to you. Uh, no. What? I mean, Not I don't flumps. think flumps really have a society, like Mykonids Fuck. do. What, what do you have against flumps? Flumps. Uh, I just flumps. I can't. Fair enough, but yeah, myconids are generally accepted to be benevolent creatures. All right. Um, hope to speak common. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I guess that's the problem with having to quickly populate a zoo. Um, monster manual. Bestow your knowledge upon me. Fucking yikes. I don't think they have a language. Damn. What the fuck? Okay. Um. Yeah, allow me to look through the lore. Um. Fuck. Okay. 
Yikes. Um, shit. Okay. Um, I, I guess we'll have to uh, use the traditional form of international communication. Charades. Oh, yes. Well, ball's in your court. Huh. Um, uh, do any of them seem to notice us yet? Uh, yeah, some do. And they, uh... Maybe distrustful isn't the right word, but, like, they can see you're wearing the zoo's uniform, so they have misgivings about interacting with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Understandably so. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna awkwardly wave at any of them that seem to be looking at me, if I can tell. <laughs> okay. Um, and hope for a response of some sort. Um. Who, buddy? Um. Tell you what, how about you give me like a little animal handling check? Ooh, I think that's the most appropriate here. Animal handling. Sorry. Yikes. Um. Yeah. No, they're they're just totally foreign to you. You you can't glean any information about them. Maybe insight would have been better, actually, but too late. Too late. Well, is it the same modifier for you? Uh, it's uh yes. Okay. But you don't have proficiency in one over the other. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Minus two both ways. Yikes. Um, Kern, do you perhaps want to make an insight check to determine the uh, the temperament of these myconids? Yeah. Uh, I've got a plus zero, so. Alright, that's a net one. <laughs> Yeah, like, you, you got nothing. Huh. The fungus is moving. I'm going to mime, like, a cart. <laughs> um, and then I guess, like, a, a hitting myself on the head sort of action. Okay. Um... Like, rack. <laughs> what? Of, like, rocks. Presumably this is a normal thing. He's dragging out the dead myconids, so, like... Yeah. So, the myconids is going to make an insight check to try and understand you. Uh, Yikes. Um, So, with the three... (laughs) I guess the myconids... So, you, you pantomime the cart, and then pretending to hit yourself over the head... Yes. Okay. So I guess the Myconids can only reasonably assume that you are trying to indicate that you would like to kill them and then load their corpses onto the hearse. Uh-huh. They, they don't like that. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Kern is thinking, how important is it really that we do... I mean, job. that wasn't far off from my meaning, although it does it is quite quite a different result. Yeah, but Kern is thinking like 
will there be any far-reaching consequences if he just doesn't do his job and just leaves the enclosure? <laughs> yeah, you guys might get fired. I feel like accidentally killing all their mic meds would get us fired faster. Well, maybe. Depends if you kill them in the sanctioned dark elf method. With spiders. Better believe it, bud. Okay, so are the Mycanids going to advance on us menacingly? Uh, no, they, they want nothing to do with you guys. Okay. Um... I guess I'm, I'm gonna walk around the enclosure a bit, see if there's any dead ones that look obviously dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, there are a few. Of the nine Mykonids in the enclosure, two of them are most assuredly dead. Okay, I'm gonna poke them a bit. Um, you might find this hard to believe, but they don't react. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, like, yell at Kern to help me drag those, these dead ones out. I hesitantly help. How much weight can you move with Mage Hand? Ten pounds. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, I, I, I can't choose my way out of this with Mage Hand. Sad. Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll treat this... However... We'll, we'll treat this as grappling, essentially. Okay. So, so, like, you are grappling the dead bodies and dragging them along. Man, I'm on the wrong end of this. Yeah, okay. I know. Oh baby. Well, you, you don't have to roll for it. They're dead. They can't oh. resist. Oh, thank God. Because uh, I think they would have beaten it, even though they're dead. What'd you roll? An unnatural one. Oh, tech lack. I got 13 on athletics, so... There's that. Yeah, there is that. Um... So, at, at a good... Uh... 15 feet per round, you start dragging these myconid corpses out of the enclosure. Mm. Yeah, no, a nice uh, like two point something feet per second. So almost walking speed, actually. Yeah. Alright, huh. I'm gonna drag them on out then. Alright. So, Nara, I, I assume you hold the door open. Yeah. Let Kern and Taklak pass and then shut it again? Yes. Or rather, let it shut? Yep. Alright. Now what? I guess we're going to drag them on back up to the, in the veterinary torture chamber. Alright. So it, it takes some time, and it's uh, kind of difficult to drag them up the stairs, but you do so. Yeah. Uh, there, there's nobody in the veterinary office, so... Just gonna leave them yeah. there. Just gonna... On the desk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if they wanted us to burn them, we could have easily done that, but no. Well, they didn't specify. Yeah. Okay. 
Job done. Yes. So what are you going to do now? Uh, well, how often do you think a dragon needs to eat? Um, you can make a rational guess based off of how much food they actually gave it. Okay. Um, Is like going to have to do math here? He might. Oh, no. He'll definitely have to do an intelligence check of some sort. Oh, no. Well, or, or does Taklak want to pose the question to the group? I'm going to ask Kern. Yeah, like, Kern uh, can do some. Kern, when, uh, how, much, uh, how often do you think they need to feed that dragon? Yeah, I'll uh, do some mental math on that. Okay. Uh, uh, intelligence check. Well, hold on. Is nature intelligence based? Yes. Yes. All right. Make a nature check. All right. Okay. I'm not proficient in nature. Neither am I. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's a lot better than I would have gotten. You get the idea that, given the amount of food they were feeding the dragon and, like the the form of food that the food took. You know, like small vermin-type creatures. Um, you get the idea that they'd probably need to feed it at least daily. Good to know. Okay, so they probably fed it that one time for the day and might not feed it until tomorrow. Correct. Because knowing the dark to stay in this city. Uh. Um. Yeah. Not yet, we don't, Tums. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to do something about that. Are we? Uh, theoretically. Is anyone really going to be checking the dragon enclosure? Well, I meant, <laughs> like, we're gonna have to sleep somewhere tonight. Like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we can hole up into the dragon enclosure. I, I don't really want to. Oh, we're going to get rocks thrown at us. Um. Anyway, I mean, I if think we stay in the zoo after it closes. Back to our superior. Okay. Say the mites have been dragged. All right. So, yeah, you head back to the administrator's office. You tell her the myconid corpses have been dragged. And she kind of looks at you like, already? You know, like, that was fast. They're very efficient individuals. Um, yeah. She, uh... She begrudgingly nods. So... I mean, she doesn't really have anything else for you to do, so I guess she'll pay you a day's wages of five gold pieces each and... Well, tell you to show up bright and early tomorrow morning. Taclack starts singing Sixpence. Taclack what? Never mind. Uh. Anyway. Uh, and I guess we, uh, clock out and grab our stuff back. Put the other stuff in our locker. Yeah. And meander away into the night. Alright. Sleep on a street corner.
I mean, we've got some money. We could stop at a stay at a man or something somewhere. Surely. Yeah, I mean, you you could do that, but I think that's uh, that's something for next time. Fair. So thank you for listening to this episode twenty of the Brave and the Cobalt. Hope you listen to the episode next time. See ya.